the Minister of Higher Education and Training, uh, Dr. Blade Nzimande. Uh, a very good afternoon to you, Dr. Nzimande, and thank you very much for speaking to us. Good afternoon, Tapisa, and to your listeners. Thanks for the invitation. This must be a very concerning matter for you. I mean, just for me, listening to some of the students and the violent incidents that we've seen, one can't help but be very, very concerned. Indeed, Tapisa, we are concerned. I'm also personally concerned as a minister. And uh, one of the things that we are working on now is to actually create mechanisms coming out of the Higher Education Summit that we had in October last year to get all the parties to agree on processes to discuss these issues rationally and in a manner that we are going to agree on the rules on how to deal with this. Of course, we condemn racism as a department. There is no question about that. But also, I would like to say as minister as well that we must also condemn anti-white chauvinism because both those things actually undermine our goal to create a non-racial society. We would like to see dialogue. In fact, we had created institutions like institutional fora, councils, and many other institutions that are able to deal with this. But we want to help to facilitate discussions on these matters. But at the same time, we must say that these two other things. One, violence and vandalism is unacceptable from, from whichever side it comes from whether it's people who feel aggrieved about their language or it's students who feel aggrieved, there must be no destruction of property because that actually goes against what we want to achieve. For instance, there are some, the other thing that concerns us is that there are some fringe organizations who have no legitimate standing in these institutions who are embarking on this violence in order to try and draw attention. That is why it's a piece of hours very uncomfortable in the morning when SAFM is interviewing an organization called Socialist Youth Party that is unknown, has no standing at the University of the Free State. And the media must also help us. Why not interview the SRC leadership that is elected there? An organization that doesn't exist because in a way we are contributing to this kind of instigation by organizations who are trying to delegitimize elected Minister, if you'll allow me, and I'm going to speak about my own experience here. Um, I'm not sure if you were listening yesterday, but we did offer to mediate between the two parties that were at the forefront of this. And, And sometimes it's very difficult when people aren't letting you in and the only other options to get in insight into what is going on are people who are willing to talk. But I'll move forward and say this, Minister, if you look at what's going on, uh, universities are obviously a microcosm of society. You yourself pointing out to that, the lack of transformation society, societally, but also we've seen violent protests when people are out on the street protesting around uh, something and damaging property. So how do we overcome that and approach it in the more academic manner, which is the spirit of institutions of higher learning? So, we had a summit last year which discussed virtually all these issues that are on the table now, from student accommodation to racism to institutional cultures and so on, and all the stakeholders were represented. And we took resolutions and said, we need to create space and mechanisms, which is what now we are trying to work at and facilitate as a department, to have a rational discussion. For instance, take the language issues of peace. We understand that some institutions have been using Afrikaans, for instance, 
in order to exclude and in order to make it difficult for those who are not first language African speakers to be able to participate. But how do we deal with that? You don't deal with that by going to a university and saying, as from tomorrow, there shall be no teaching in Afrikaans. Mm. That is not aimed at really addressing the problem because you know that that can't happen. Rather, let's have a proper conversation. That's what universities should be. Minister, and that, I'm actually not... glad that you raised that issue because we've been having this conversation and uh, we, we would like to personally, as PM Live, offer the platform where we have a dialogue with university students to talk about this. How do you institute transformation with you know, some form of compromise. Would you be willing to co-host one of those with us? Well, I'm, I'm more than willing, Papiso. I'm really more than willing to actually have a, 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 a discussion on our side, insofar as the minister mm. is con- as a minister, I'm concerned. But also at the same time, we must distinguish between two things, Papiso. There are systemic issues that may require our involvement as a department that mm. cut across, but there are institutional specific issues. And where, as far as those are concerned, we would like to encourage institutions with their stakeholders to actually have discussions. Because in some instances, I get called upon to go and deal with what is an institutional issue and not a systemic issue. So we must be able to make a distinction. Otherwise, I'm willing as a minister to come and actually debate on any issue, including this issue of language. And we do, by the way, have a framework, and we required way back in 1997 that institutions must develop their language policies that are inclusive, but also that are in line with the right that is enshrined in the Constitution to be taught in the language of your choice. Minister, thank you very much, and we look forward to hosting those discussions with you, the Minister of Higher Education and Training, Dr. Blade Nzimande. I must say, just personally, as a program, as a team, we feel very, very disheartened.